Look out, Vegas. I'm taking over! Okay. Hello and welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. And today we're here to talk about Leprechaun 3. But first, let's do 10-word reviews of movies we caught in the past week. And we're actually, you know, pretty much caught up now. So we're going to have a lot less in the future, I think. How unfortunate. Yeah. Um, starting off with Spider-Man Far From Home. The Marvel version of Eurotrip with hilarious results. <laughs> did you have trouble reading your writing? I certainly did. That happens to me with this all the time. Um, my review is... A middling Marvel effort, but love getting more Angry Rice. Angry Rice? That's the girl who plays Betty Brand. Oh, okay. Her name is Angry Rice? Well, and A-N-G-O-U-R-I-E. She's Australian. Okay. That's interesting. Good to know. Okay. <laughs> After. Pure garbage that is fun to make fun of is still garbage. Yeah, my review is straight people sure do think they're inherently interesting, don't they? Yeah, that was a much better review than mine. My okay, my review of Crawl Floridians. Who knew? <laughs> Mine is if water parks did Halloween rides, this would be perfect. Okay, wow. So you're you're sticking with the escape room idea of Crawl? I just I thought it was so fun because like there's a there's a scene with a flooded street where they have to cross the street in the flood and there's alligators everywhere. But I was thinking like they had to film this indoors because they needed a, a tank where they could regulate the water level. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, so that means they built this whole fake outdoor set inside a room and that's already kind of exciting in and of itself. Uh-huh. But then you fill it with water and gators and I was like, this seems really fun. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, let's talk a little bit about Leprechaun Trace. Um, I'm going to keep making that joke accidentally. Well, I guess this is the last uh, number three of the month, so I guess we're safe from now on. Um, But yes, so here's the... (laughs) Whatever. Keep going. Just keep talking, Brennan. Here's the plot of Leprechaun 3. One night in Las Vegas... Trace. A pawn shop owner purchases a statue of a leprechaun from a mysterious stranger. He ignores the stranger's warning to never remove the statue's golden medallion and takes it for himself. Instantly, the statue transforms into the murderous leprechaun, Warwick Davis, who vows to kill anyone who takes his gold. Scott McCoy, John Gattins, who unwittingly took a gold coin from the pawn shop, and Tammy Lee, and Tammy Lee Armstrong, Scott's new friend, are first on the list. Um, also, one thing that's not mentioned in the synopsis is that the coin can grant wishes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Which is new in the Leprechaun universe. Yes. Like, that is something I think I've heard before. I guess, you know what? In, in Leprechaun 2, didn't the drunk uncle say he got to get a wish because he stole the gold and then the gold, like, grew inside his stomach because that was his wish or whatever? Yeah, I think so. So it's not not part of it, but it's definitely not part of it. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's never been, like, the central focus in yeah. the Leprechaun movies. They made it, like, a whole plot point in this one. And, like, multiple characters engaged, and it wasn't just a throwaway thing that was largely forgettable, like yeah. it was in that movie. Yeah, this is, uh, like, a full monkey's paw. Yeah, and it's, like, we get to see all the effects, and we get, it's fun, and it seems real. And, yeah, so this was a completely different ballgame, dynamic, mood, so to speak. <laughs> TBH, Leprechaun is kind of a mood. <laughs> is it? 
Is he? No. Um, actually, the there is a shot where he's rolling on a gurney away from the two characters, and he flips them off, and that's definitely a mood. Yeah. <laughs> but beyond that, not really. Um, we rate all of our movies on scariness, campiness, effects, and quality. What's your scariness score for Leprechaun? Two? You know it doesn't deserve a two. It doesn't, but I enjoyed it, so I'm giving it a bone there. Okay. I'm giving it a one. It's Look, the Leprechaun movie is did not start off scary yeah. and they've only gotten less scary. So it, it's, you know, it's a downward trend. I'd say yeah. there are some creepy things that like, um, are kind of stomach turning, especially when the leprechaun decides he wants to bite people. I do feel like those scenes are kind of really gory, not kind of really gory. They're really gory. Um, and they're, they're kind of violent in a way where it's like the person's still alive. So they're just suffering. Yeah, and so it makes you kind of squeamish and makes you kind of like cringe. Uh-huh. So in that sense, it's scary because it's like a ooh, like it, there's like a visceral reaction to it. Okay, um, but largely I agree with you. The movies are like high camp, yes, um, and they're fun, but scary they are not really. No, I mean there's some very early shots in the pawn shop, and let me tell you what that sequence goes on for far longer than it ever needed to. Yeah, it's like at 20 minutes into the movie, we're like, this is two separate movies. Like, at what point are they going to unite? Yeah, we're still cross cutting to the pawn shop. Uh-huh. Um, also, that statue of the leprechaun was so bad. It was cute. I liked it. I mean, I kind of I want it. If anyone know has a view no, on no. a prop warehouse, this apartment cannot have more more things. There's a little corner next to the kitchen table that's totally clear right now. We just put a little Warwick Davis leprechaun statue in there. No. In the cool tacky gold costume jewelry no, medallion. This apartment is small. You're we're, right. we're done with this. You're right. Um, although I will say, say hello to our new wall art. Um, Sergio actually let me put up a Friday the 13th part three poster and I'm very grateful. And this is my, uh, I guess on the record thinking of him. And this has been our designing apartment space podcast. Uh-huh. Thank you for joining us. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll continue to petition for a leprechaun statue. Um, but you might recall in leprechaun two, he does not turn into a statue and get left with a one-legged man. So this is yet another movie that starts just in a completely different place in the first one. Which I dug. Really? Yeah, I enjoyed that. I was like, well, here's the leprechaun. We're just going to meet him right away. Yeah. He has this weird medallion on there. And then the dude who needs the money is like, don't take off the medallion and you'll be fine. And then what's the first thing the guy does? Oh, he takes that fucking medallion right the hell off. Hubris. He does not listen to this wise, crazy mm-hmm. man. So and then the leprechaun shenanigans begin. And I was like, you know what? This is just the right amount of crazy for me to like jive with. Okay. I'm into that. Because sometimes movies can be too crazy for you and you kind of shy away from them. Mm-hmm. So this was like kind of a good balance. Yeah. I mean, it's. There was enough exposition in there that it felt like I didn't necessarily need a whole lot of explanation. I was just okay. like, I'm willing to accept the fact that this medallion, for whatever reason, keeps leprechauns at bay. Uh huh. So you you like crazy if it streamlines the plot? Yeah. If there's like a method to its madness, which it seemed like there was in this one, because like throughout the movie, it was consistently shown that that medallion is what kept keeps the leprechaun yeah. afraid of you. It's like a crucifix to a uh, a vampire. Yeah. A vampire. Mm-hmm. Exactly. A womper. A romper. Okay, so what's your campiness score? Do you want me to respond to that? The campiness score? Yes, it's a four. <laughs> yeah, I'm also giving it a four. Um, there's a lot of camp in this movie. Do you want to start off or should I? I want you to start off because I always take much more thorough notes. So I, um, 
as in I take any notes at all. Mm-hmm. So I'm always curious what rises to your brain first. Um, first thing that pops out is um, once the leprechaun is free from his pawn shop jail, mm-hmm. he is strumming the Las Vegas Strip. And he's having just a great time. He, yeah, all the little shots of him walking in front of real casinos in clearly like gorilla shots that they do not have permits for. Mm-hmm. They're very fun. Yeah, and there's like a little soundtrack to go along with it. He's just jiving, have his own his own good time mm-hmm. at multiple to- points in Vegas. He like meets uh, or sees things that are like you know Vegas staples like Elvis mm. and slot machines, the and golden he, nugget. He's yeah, like, I'd sure like me one of those. I cannot do the Irish accent. And he just like is like Vegas is my kind of town. God. So it really does feel like Vegas is his element, if only because he tells us multiple times. Mm. Um, what else is high camp? Uh, the wishes. Some of them are pretty funny. Oh, yeah. No, the wish element is a structural element to this movie that the franchise kind of sorely needed at this point, mm-hmm. um, where it does kind of allow it to fall into a little more of a slasher formula because the gold coin that grants wishes kind of is passed from hand to hand and those people all die, you know, mm-hmm. in their little monkey's paw ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I like the inclusion of more magic in this franchise yeah like it definitely it's effects that are cheaper to produce than gore mm-hmm. like especially the part where he like waves his hand and a gurney rolls forward it's like clearly some pa was just pushing that from below the frame uh-huh. but it's like cheap simple ways to kind of boost up the supernatural elements of your movie mm-hmm. that you did not spend a lot of money on yep um yeah that's really nice and also they clearly shot multiple shots in actual las vegas so uh-huh. that was cool even though the fake casino, the oh, was it the Lucky Shamrock is what it was called? Yep. It's clearly just a convention center with a big... Like, Paper banner. Yeah, it's it's so embarrassing. Yeah. But, you know, it adds to the camp. I guess it does. Um, but yeah, what else do I have? Oh, Campy side characters. Which is your favorite? I forget their names. Do you remember them? Are you talking about the daddy and his boy? I mean, I guess so. Uh, I wasn't talking specifically about them. I was thinking more about the, uh, like, card shark. What are those people called? Blackjack? I'm the dealer. She's a dealer. Yeah. the They're called something. Are they called card sharks or something? Well, a card shark is someone who's really good at cards. She's the dealer. Are you trying to say because she's cheating? Uh-huh. Um, I mean, those people like count cards, but she's cheating on behalf of the house, so it's different. It's a whole thing. Uh-huh. Whatever. She's um, a dealer at the casino. Yes, she her wants- name's Loretta. Loretta, she wants to be an assistant to the magician who is gay. Um, According to our own interpretation and any hand movement he makes. Yeah. It was pretty clear that he was gay. It just wasn't like he didn't come out and say it. Yeah. It's kind of, he's like a Roddy McDowell type. Yeah. um, Because she keeps calling him. They have like this really weird friendship between like old hag and gay. (laughs) Um, I mean, what, what friendship is more natural? Yeah. Um, and she's constantly calling him girl and you're my favorite bitch and all that stuff. So it seems like it's pretty directly clear that he's gay. I guess so. Wait, you, you still fighting me on this? No, I'm not fighting you. Look, um, yeah, no, you're right. Uh-huh. And the same thing with the, um, casino owner and his like hired muscle at which point like, no, 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 no. The casino owner is the Mitch guy. Um, uh-huh. the guy, the hired muscle guy, that's. I think it's trying to be the mafia. Oh. But it's just so strange. But it's the people who demand money from the casino owner. Okay. For whatever reason. Uh-huh. The landlords, who knows. Mm-hmm. Um, so would you say Loretta was your favorite then? 
Probably, yeah, because she had the most screen time. Yeah. And, I mean, I was going to say this for a little later, but I will just say it now. Um, Loretta is played by Caroline Williams, who is in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. She played Stretch, like the main final girl in that movie. She was also in The Stepfather, too. I really like her in general, but this role, because she's in it, she does so much more work than the movie asks of her to do. Mm-hmm. Like, her role actually kind of has an arc. Um, there's a certain humanity to it and a certain, like, kind of earthy grittiness. And she just has a lot of range mm-hmm. in this third Leprechaun movie. Mm-hmm. Um, she's really, really skilled at crafting this character. And that's why Loretta's so fun to play with and hang out with. Yeah, you definitely... I mean, at first she's largely a joke because she's just there to, like, make quips. Uh-huh. But as you, like, follow her and you realize what her one wish is and what her desires and motivations in the movie are, mm-hmm. it's to be young again and to be relevant and to be, like, desired. It's like, wow, this is really deep for this dumb movie. Yeah. And also, they also, because, you know, the transformation, like, into a beautiful person is just her becoming Caroline Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, they put her in this hilarious, like, saggy boob not even fat suit because they keep calling her fat, but she's clearly not. Um, she's not fat. She's just really, really thick. Is she? I it's don't just even... exaggerated. Yeah, she. It's just mainly the like glasses ponytail thing. She has this really crazy wig on and mm-hmm. like a very like hillbilly accent. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Loretta, I love. Like even when you know she's cheating, uh, Scott the that dumbass out of his money. Uh-huh. He had twenty three thousand dollars in his. This envelope was, 90s it was money. a check. Yeah, in 90s money, mm-hmm. before the bubble burst, mm-hmm. and to pay for his tuition and housing, and he just blew it all at the blackjack table, mm-hmm. even though um, his new friend Tammy, or what's her name, told him not to gamble, more or less said, this place will steal your money because they're cheating. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so annoying. Um, he's the worst. And also, Camp Element the leprechaun bites him and then bleeds into the bite and therefore he becomes some sort of leprechaun werewolf and is slowly transforming into a leprechaun for the like third final third of this movie which i called which was clearly obvious though oh yeah i, I mean i've seen this movie before so mm-hmm. i was like i don't know what's gonna happen sure uh, who oh, knows? okay um i thought i was being genius by putting two and two together and by like because before then we had seen this one really random clip uh so it should be mentioned that the pawn shop owner uh, has this computer, and uh-huh. this computer has this software that like tells you all the facts of mythological creatures. Yeah, just, it's like legends and folklore with terrible flash animation. Uh-huh, and so he uses it to find out all he can about leprechauns, and he finds out enough to like survive for an extra 10 minutes. Um, or what feels like 40 minutes. It's so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like once our main hero is in there, you know, looking to pawn his watch to bet more money at the, at the card. Seriously, this guy is such a rube. Mm -hmm. Um, he, we get this one like random clip about two leprechauns will fight over gold and they're very territorial or whatever. And it was like, okay, we really didn't need this. So clearly at some point we're going to get a second leprechaun. So that's why I felt super smart. No, you are, you are good at reading uh foreshadow not foreshadowing but like that was just text homie no but no you're you're good at reading the lame uh setups that the movie is trying to hide from you mm-hmm. um but yeah so he starts sprouting this just deplorable irish accent it's very fun um what else do we got oh basically i liked loretta's death a lot too Oh, yeah, like her, her boobs and butt and lips expand and expand until they just explode. Yeah. And that, that 
the effects in that are the best of the movie too. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so fun. Um, but yeah, also this movie is basically just Warwick Davis's impression reel. <laughs> yeah, he has a lot of impressions from Elvis to other things. Yeah, he he did a TV televangelist, like a lawyer commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of does a little Star Wars Darth Vader thing where he tells him to come over to the green side. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the score changes a little bit to match it. It's hilarious. Oh, my God. When he um, sneaks into the hospital wearing hospital scrubs, mm-hmm. um, he has a little green, uh, like, surgeon's, you know, like like cafeteria ladies, like those caps. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a little surgeon's cap over his hat, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. Mm-hmm. It was just adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, also, because Scott goes to the hospital because of his leprechaunification, and they do an EKG and an encephalogram on him. The EKG is just little little pictures, like little uh, shadow silhouettes of dancing leprechauns. Mm-hmm. And his EKG just says, like, fuck you. In, like, shamrocks. Oh, yeah. It's so dumb, but mm-hmm. so fun. The, the humor of this movie is actually intentional in a lot of places mm-hmm. and actually kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 mafia daddy and his hired muscle, mm-hmm. those two people are the funniest people in the movie, and their lines are, you know, kind of lame, but still funny. It 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 it's kind of Tarantino esque, kind of stealing from that like people who just talking about random stuff when they're in the middle of a more intense situation. Um, like they talk about like their favorite type of underwear while waiting to like beat money out of the casino owner. Mm-hmm. And then there's a part where they're like scheduling a time for the casino owner to come give them the money. He's like, I can get it to you by 10. And so the mafia guy turns to his muscle and he's like, well, your break's at nine 30. So you, can you be back by 10? <laughs> and it's just like unnecessarily, um, I don't know, mundane. Mm-hmm. And I really, really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. I like the part where we got confirmation that they were gay. What? Okay. I understand that we think and know that the magician's gay, but how are, how do we know they're gay? Well, for starters, just the way that they look. Um, <laughs> oh, he's he's a daddy. Uh-huh. Um, please stop saying that word. It just, it's it irks me, so. <laughs> That's why I say it. Um, uh, but, like, he's being beat up by the leprechaun, if not murdered by the leprechaun. And then he, like, in his dazed and in confusion state, or his dazed and confused state, uh-huh. he uh, he says, did you, or what was Judy Garland really like or whatever? Oh, yeah, because he was trying to insult him and call him a munchkin. Yeah, in the process of trying to call him a munchkin, he's just asking about Judy Garland mm-hmm. by name. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we know. Yeah. You're, you're a friend of Dorothy. That's our clue. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, there's a really good joke about the um, mercenary hospital system where he's talking to Scott on the gurney and he's like, no, this is an important matter of life and death. Do you have health insurance? Mm -hmm. Um, Which was also a solid line. Mm -hmm. And then basically the entire actions that the medical professionals take in this movie and everybody else's actions, too, just reveals that we're all just terrible people in it for money. I mean, I feel like I am. It's the only reason I'm doing this podcast. You hand me a dollar every time. No, I don't. You're like, Sergio wants to be a star. <laughs> no, you just, you were just rejecting the premise of any joke I make today. Well, I know they're not great. Your jokes are just lies. <laughs> Why should I jokes are lies. No, mine you, are great. My jokes tend to be, they play to you, number one. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes they involve characters, which drives you crazy, mm-hmm. which is also funny. See, last week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they're great. They don't involve... You know, lies. Whatever. What's your effect score? Uh, three. 
Uh, it wasn't an effects heavy movie. Um, there, but you know, there were effects, and what was there was solid. Yeah. You know what? I was gonna give it a two, but I'll I'll, I'll agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, like like I was mentioning earlier, the kind of lo-fi effects. I think there's enough of them that it kind of fills in your your need for effects. But also, the Caroline Williams death is awesome. Um, the leprechaun's death is awesome. That was my favorite. That's what pushed me to a three. Yeah, he's floating through the air, burning, mm-hmm. and it's so strange and uncanny. Yeah, and it's what happened before that caused that, though. They burned his gold. You mean? Yeah, with a flamethrower. Oh, you just liked that there was a flamethrower. <laughs> yeah, I liked that there was like some kind of like reason for it happening, and you know, it led to this other thing. Like so... it was set up that there would be a flamethrower in the third act. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know that that was... was... Chekhov's flamethrower? I don't know that that was true. Um, But, you know, he needs to burn the gold because he feels that if he burns the gold, then the leprechaun will die, and then therefore he will be free from this leprechaun's curse, Uh Um, which I liked that kind of tying up everything in a neat little bow. Mm. And all that needed to be done was to, you know, burn the gold. You know, having said that, Gold doesn't really burn yeah, from a flamethrower. Yeah, melts. Yeah. I don't even know that it would melt from the flames of a uh, flamethrower. Yeah, you need a lot probably. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it kind of fades out of existence and doesn't really do either. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the little leprechaun dude, he floats oh, in yeah. air. It's pretty fire. cool. Yeah. Also, there's there's a scene where the leprechaun is manipulating Mitch, the casino owner, through the television and causing this like naked lady to crawl through the TV. Like that was super cool. Yeah, like Samara from the Ring. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I turned... got more Freddy vibes. But yeah. Oh yeah, that's very Freddy vibe. Well, yeah. I mean, the TV was giving me Ring vibes, even though it was it was before the Ring. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's a very Freddy Krueger scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she turns into this crazy robot demon lady, mm-hmm. and it's. That's a pretty cool effect. It's very scary. Yeah, it's a look into how we're going to be hooking up from here on out. I mean, sexy robots. Yeah, exactly. Um, Are there any other... Are there even any other kills that really matter? Um, Was the magician ever sawed in half? Yeah, he was. He was chainsawed in half um, in one of his tricks. Uh And the leprechaun does, like, open the box and goes, ta-da! And it's just his guts kind of spilling out, Uh which is a great... It's great. Yeah. Um, This movie is so fun. (laughs) Uh, how did the pawn shop owner die again? Oh God, that uh racist Abu caricature. Yeah. Um, Apu. Apu yeah, Apu. Whoops. From the Simpsons. Um, yeah. Um, how did he die? He got strangled with a phone cord for some reason. Oh yeah. Yeah, there was a. He could have died in so many different ways, and that's the one that they chose. He literally he got shot with an arrow at one point, and he. Survived. I felt so bad for him because I kind of didn't, kind of didn't. Because I felt bad for him because his character really just existed to be tortured on screen well, for 20 minutes. You feel bad for the poor representation. Yeah. but And the fact that this character is so vile. Uh-huh. Having said that, his character was designed to really just care about money and all that stuff. So it was yeah. like, okay, I don't feel that bad. Because at multiple points, you could have saved yourself. Yes. But you chose to engage with this dumbass leprechaun. No, he's doing a drunkle from the last one of like, I want your gold and I'm petty and I don't care. It's like, I could use this one gold piece to wish for a bunch of gold, but uh-huh. I want yours. Yeah. So that's a mess right there. You mm-hmm. walked right into that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's your overall quality score for this movie? I'm going to give it a three, venturing on a four. Uh-huh. Um, four because I would rewatch this movie again. I would, it's another movie that I would like, you know, pop out and be like, hey, you guys in the mood for some campy fun? This really has been a great month for that. Yeah. 
it's a lot of the threes too that I was like, you yeah, know, they, they've been solid. Um, so yeah, that's my rationale for that. No, I totally get that. I mean, I'm going to stick with giving it a three. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, it can tend towards a little dull at times, especially when Caroline Williams is not on screen. Mm-hmm. It's dull for the first like third of the movie, at yeah. which point it's literally two different stories that are happening side by side. Uh-huh. And you know they're going to hook up at some point, but it seems like we're in such two different locations and at no point have these circles like ever, you know, Venn diagrammed or whatever. And so I'm getting bored. Mm -hmm. And also, I mean, and I don't really like the, the romantic leads. Like Scott is just a big hunk of white bread. He's nothing. Yeah. And Tammy, I grew to like, but her opening scene, she's just so mean. Mm -hmm. I understand she's having a bad day because her car broke down. But literally, he shows up to help her, and he kind of almost hits her, and so she, like, snidely remarks at him. And then he's like, I can try and look at your car to fix it. And he, like, makes a little joke, and she's like, meh, meh, meh. And then he does try to fix her car, and she's like, I don't want to learn about this. Just fix it. And I'm like, what's your problem? This guy owes you nothing. Mm-hmm. You don't know this person. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the other scenes were different, because I think they just forgot to write her a character instead of writing of her a bad character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, my one complaint about... Uh, I think you're completely right about Scott, is what you said his name was, right? Yeah, so you don't even remember. No, uh, his character was like, whatever. He was just so boring, I really could care less. He's, he was just just, a, he's a dumb old rube. Yeah, he was just a body that we needed to have. It could have been filled by anybody. The performance wasn't like anything uh-huh. special. Uh, her character... Like, I just straight up forgot about her for the like, second third of the movie. It felt mm-hmm. like she just disappeared. It wasn't until she reappears after he's won all his money to mm-hmm. tell him, like, you know, try and be and safe or whatever. And isn't that just the way, right? <laughs> People reappear into your life. Yeah. Um, when you got that one check, Brennan, mm-hmm. I'm just like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, at which point she's much more of a character, much more interesting. Yes. Um, she she was off at, like, character improvement camp during Act 2 of this movie. Yeah. And so, like, I dig her character. Mm-hmm. His, not so much. His is only good, maybe, when he can do the leprechaun accent. And he can't, so... You can do it better than you. Well, that's true. And and his body's not bad. He's shirtless for a surprising amount of this movie. Yeah. Um, you know, he's not like... He's not like a... Beefy, it's very, hunka like... Hunka Hunka Logan from Swimming Veronica twink. Mars. New in his season. freshman year of college. Yeah, where it's like he has abs, but mostly because he's skinny, but also it, it's like, all right. There is some muscle definition there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, in conclusion, the dude's a little hot, but not really, and not interesting. Mm-hmm. But the movie's still pretty fun. Yeah. Um, I I like a lot of the Leprechaun movies. Um, I was really nervous after we watched the first one because I found that one so much more boring than I remembered it. Mm-hmm. But these previous two have lived up to my my memories of them. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping it will continue that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's about it. Do you have any last any last words about Levercon 3? No, not that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, I mean, there's a lot that we didn't talk about. Like what? Um, well, we didn't talk about the doctors necessarily and how evil they were. How um, they, they found his cash money and started scheduling a bunch of unnecessary tests. Yeah, they were like, oh, he needs a CAT scan. One, yeah. two, three. You know, like, what else can we give him like, for? Yeah, how many EKGs can we run? How many blood tests can we build him? I thought that was really funny. Um, Impressant. Yeah. Um, what else did I enjoy? Yeah, just, there's more to be said. If I had written down notes, they would be said. That's so nice. See, I said all the things that I wrote down. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess I'm I'm tapped out. 
Um, but yeah, we're going to make our guesses and so forth. But first, here's how you can get in contact with the show. You can find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod. Email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. Find us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, give us however many stars as you want, please. But also, five would be nice. Um, please? Please, yeah. sir. Come on now. Um, Y'all ain't doing nothing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, next week, we'll be starting on our part fours, um, beginning with the final destination mm-hmm. which was the uh they finally dropped the numbers in the titles because they did not want you to notice how many there were um but yeah i'm very excited to share that one with you and see what you make of it um but also let's make our guesses because the next leprechaun movie sergio is leprechaun 4 in space so please tell me tell me anything that you think is going to happen in this movie uh I don't think he'll actually go to space. I can promise you that he does. Okay. Then right off the bat, my guess is wrong. So, yeah, the Mu- it's, it's not the Muppets from Space thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I was assuming he would just go to Cape Canaveral and cause havoc there by those astronauts. No, it's, it's a true Jason X. He is in space, I think, 100% of this movie. Wow. So I honestly don't know how he even got there. I'm curious to see the weird setup with him and the medallion there. I mean, do you, do you think the medallion will even come back? Because we've never seen it before. No, probably not. Mm. I feel like that's probably going to be dropped. Although I, I do think that um, the director of this one also directed Leprechaun 4. Let me double check. But that would be Brian Trenchard Smith. So perhaps there can be some continuity. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't think any of the other cast will appear, aside from Warwick Davis. Oh, certainly not. Um, but yeah, no, Brian Trenchard Smith did both. So maybe there will be the smallest nod of continuity. No promises. Mm. We'll see. We will. Um, but until next week with the final destination, well, good luck on your journey. And stay gold, everybody. Bye. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart.